Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to a special episode of the Music of Life Church podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Joel Swakowski. How you doing, Joel? Oh, I'm great, Jonathan. I'm really excited about this supplementary episode. While we have done three supplementary episodes in the past, this one is different in that we are also using this episode as an introduction to our seventh and final season of the What the Flock podcast. So, Jonathan, will you handle the introduction part? I will. The first five seasons covered foundational doctrine that, when misinterpreted, results in abuse that causes people to not want to go to church, right? Yeah. Season six attempted to repair the reputation of the Bible, and we used a five-step process to determine the non-contradictory interpretation of specific Bible passages that often result in confusion. Yeah. So season seven, our final season. What we're going to do is we're going to look at the 15 most controversial topics and it sounds like people will need all of the previous episodes for this season. Yes. And not only that, they're going to need one more tool that we are going to cover in this supplementary episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump into the teaching, the purpose behind this episode. We're going to start with 1 Corinthians chapter 8. The Apostle Paul has something that he taught that is going to be the foundation of season seven. So 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1 says, Now concerning things sacrificed to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. So we see here as Paul introduced the topic of things sacrificed to idols or offered to idols. And he gave the answer right from the start. The answer was love. So now let's skip ahead to see how he arrived at this answer. So 1 Corinthians 8 verse 8 says, But food does not commend us to God. For neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we do not eat are we the worse. All right, so commentary here. Eating food that is offered to idols is the what. And the what does not matter. What does matter is why the food is eaten. For instance, is it because the person is worshiping that idol? Or is it because the person is hungry and needs nourishment? Paul essentially stated there were conditions that would allow a believer to eat food sacrificed to idols without it being a sin. Verse 9, still 1 Corinthians chapter 8. But beware lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak. All right, Paul showed that there was a condition that ought to prevent a believer from eating food sacrificed to idols. Mm -hmm. If eating food 
offered to idols caused a believer who was weak in the faith to stumble. That ought to prevent a believer from eating that food. Nice. Yep. Then Paul, as he does, gave the how and why behind this. Again, 1 Corinthians 8, verse 10. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? So there you go. Basically, the point he makes is if someone weak of conscience sees you eating meat offered to idols or sacrificed to idols, it could enable them or embolden them to eat it as well. And because they're weak in the faith, their conscience would become defiled. Essentially, Paul explains what that stumbling block would result in, right? So 1 Corinthians 8, verse 11 says, For through your knowledge, he that is weak perishes, the brother for whose sake Christ died. Now here, Paul gave an example of how knowledge led to unprofitability. This knowledge that you can eat food sacrificed to idols may cause that weak one to perish. Again, something we would not want to do. Right. First Corinthians 8 verse 12. And therefore, sinning against the brother and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. So here's a huge implication here. When we sin against the weak and wound their weak conscience, we sin against Christ. And blatantly causing a brother to stumble is a sin. 1 Corinthians 8.13 says, Therefore, if meat causes my brother to stumble, I will eat no flesh forevermore, that I cause not my brother to stumble. So Paul's answer in 1 Corinthians 8 focused on not causing believers with a weak conscience to fall. Paul would adjust his own behavior for the benefit of the weak. Now let's jump to 1 Corinthians 10 for the rest of Paul's answer, beginning with verse 27. If one of them believe not, biddeth you or invites you to a feast, and you are inclined to go, Whatsoever is set before you, eat, asking no question for conscience sake. All right, believe, those that believe not. What Paul is saying is if an unbeliever invites you to a feast and you go to it, if that unbeliever sets something in front of you and you're not sure or you do not know if it has been sacrificed to idols, go ahead and eat it. You can eat it if you don't know, if you're not sure. He even provides a loophole. You don't have to ask if it's been sacrificed to idols. And this view is actually supported in our episode where we covered the doctrine of sin, season mm -hmm. two, episode 12. First Corinthians 10, verse 28, he continues, but if any man says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, do not eat for the sake of the one who told you and for conscience sake. All right, so if you do find out that it was, 
sacrifice to idols, do not eat it. Otherwise, it would be a sin. Which, notice, would be measured by the individual's conscience. 1 Corinthians 10.29, he continues, Conscience, I say, not your own, but that of the other. For why is my liberty judged by another man's conscience? All right, so what I'm going I'm to repeat in my own words from 28 and 29. Paul's saying, do not eat for conscience sake, but not your conscience, but the conscience of others, and especially those who have a weak conscience. Nice, yep. Now, here's something unexpected in a teaching about whether or not to eat meat sacrificed to idols. Paul's explaining a guideline for evangelism. <laughs> okay. So if we want to reach others for Christ, we can participate in their rituals, as long as we do not know that these rituals are sinful. However, when and if we find out that the ritual is sinful, we need to not participate in the ritual so that we do not mislead the people to whom we are evangelizing. This is a lot bigger than just about whether or not we can eat meat sacrificed to idols, right? No kidding. No kidding. And then to finish off the, the scriptures, I'm going to end it with 1 Corinthians 10, verses 30 through 33. Paul says, but if I partake with thanks, why am I evil spoken of for the food over which I give thanks? Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God, just as I also please all men in all things not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, that they may be saved. So notice, after all this, Paul couldn't give an answer to, should you eat meat sacrificed to idols, that was true for everyone all the time. The answer to that question depended on all of the people involved in that particular situation. So Paul's conclusion is what we will see in every episode during season seven. I'm going to break it down into four parts. Awesome. Number one, as long as I do whatever I do for the glory of God, I shouldn't care what other people say about me. Oh, that's a banger. Right. That's confronting. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Number two, I should aim to not cause believers to stumble. Nice. Yeah. Number three, I should do what I can to reach unbelievers. Yeah. And then number four is really an all of the above, which sums it up completely because all of this. All three previous points can be summarized with love. Amazing. Thank you, Joel. So rather than go through this teaching in every episode, we're just going to remind people that the ultimate answer 
is going to depend on the other person and yourself. Yes. So we can ask ourselves, is the other person a believer or not? If they are a believer, are they weak or strong in the faith? If they're a believer, are you trying to grow their faith? If they are not a believer, is your goal to try to help them make progress towards becoming saved? Yes. So we can go, we can ask all of those questions. Absolutely. And those those questions we can ask ourselves anytime we interact with anybody in any situation in order to instruct us in how best to love that person. Because again, just as everything I said can be summed up by love, everything you said can also be summed up by love. And for those listening, if you want to understand love, the doctrine of love, and the ultimate answer behind love, listen to episode 15 from season one. We covered it in an entire episode. Thank you, Joel. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. Thank you to everyone who's listening.